to our third episode. Just watch it. Tonight we're watching Scooby-Doo, a movie that Lorraine is unenthusiastic about watching. Asterisk, audible groan. Asterisk. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess, why haven't you seen this or why do you not want to see it? I feel like it's one of those movies that's like, okay, you took one of my childhood favorites. Like, I love Scooby-Doo. Love the cartoons. But I want the old fucking cartoons. I don't even want Scrappy-Doo involved. I hate him. (laughs) He's despicable. He's so annoying. Why the fuck can he talk and Scooby can't? Like, that's why Scooby's endearing. That's why dogs are endearing. They're endearing because they can't fucking talk. Okay, I will say, based on that statement, which I agree with. I'm going to hate this movie. No, 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 no. You would hate Scoob. <laughs> oh. I also love Scooby-Doo. That was my biggest problem. It's like, I want to hear rut row and nothing else. Uh-huh. But he was saying like... I want to hear like, like a Tim Allen sound. <laughs> I want to hear a rut row. In, in I want to hear him was shaking like, fear. I'll never take this color off. And I was like, no. Wait, he speaks? <laughs> he like... <laughs> that ruins it. It ruins it. I agree. It. I agree. I was like... Too much talking. It's literally why dogs are endearing. They can't talk back to you. Although the movie, well, I will say for Scoob is it went completely off the rails. That's all I'm going to say. We don't have to talk about Scoob. That's not what we're doing. Which movie are we watching, Andrea? I think we're watching the 2002 Warner Brothers production of Scooby-Doo the movie. Yes. Um, I, I guess here's another Although issue. I didn't look that up, so I'm trusting you. Um, no, I looked it up because I was going to say, like, it's one of those movies that's just made by some, like, garbage studio, which I guess Warner Brothers isn't technically a garbage studio, but, like, at this time in, like, era, you know, we just talked about, like, the other day how Osmosis Jones was made by, <laughs> was made by Warner Brothers in order, to, we in order to save the studio, <laughs> and between Osmosis Jones and The Incredibles, they picked Osmosis Jones. I forgot about that. I only learned this on another podcast called Sawbones. It's a wonderful podcast. Uh, if you're interested, it's about medical history. But either way, they went through Osmosis Jones, Warner Brothers, producing some real garbage at this time. But there are some very famous people in it. In it, like there's like Freddie Prinze Jr. I love this movie. It is and perfectly Sarah Michelle cast. Geller, right? Yes, it's perfectly Boom. cast. They were very big at the time, but they have totally fallen off the map. But then I realized, just like, living their they really have, like, kids nice, and they're just, life. like, doing their thing, right? Yeah. All right, I guess they're people Sarah with priorities. Sarah is the best. Um, Buffy. I do love that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I guess that's probably why I haven't seen it. Um, my sister and her BFF loved Scooby-Doo as kids. So I'm actually kind of surprised I haven't even really seen it in passing. Um, I managed to avoid this one completely. So they just put um, Scooby Doo. One of the shows they they just put on Netflix, mm-hmm. and it was in my uh, conti- you know recently watched. And my boyfriend and I were scrolling through, and he was like, "Oh, hmm, who is watching this?" <laughs> <laughs> recently watched Scooby Doo. It's the perfect working from home background show. Oh no, who is it, <laughs> Mr. Miller? <laughs> Anyway, um, I'm excited to watch it. I heard it's a tight 89 minutes, so this will be over <laughs> soon. <laughs> <tight 89. laughs> um, no, I'm sure it's good. It's got a bunch of famous people in it. It's a fun, it's a fun. And I like Scooby Doo, but I hate Scrappy, so I don't know if he's in it. I didn't look it up. Don't yes, tell we'll me. See. I won't. And if Scrappy Doo's in this, so help me God. <laughs> I guess. You'll just have to watch it. Exactly.
All right, everybody. Welcome back. What a ride. <laughs> what a ride. <laughs> as exciting as a roller coaster at Spooky Island. Oh, my God. <laughs> my dog's sigh in the background, if you got that, is pretty much how I felt about it. I just have so many questions about, like, who this movie was made for. So I think we'll just get into that at some point. But, like, the movie starts off. With a highly inappropriate ghost, quote-unquote, at a toy factory where Wait, God why knows... why is the ghost inappropriate? I'm going to get there. Okay. But God knows <laughs> why this was a toy factory. There was, like, all this slicing and dicing <laughs> and, like, like, all of these things that would have never been used to even, like, slaughter pigs is what they were was... supposedly using to make toys. It was, yeah, there's a lot of... Horror conveyor belts. I mean, we watched it with a friend, and she literally said, what kind of factory is this? (laughs) And I was like, it said it was the wow toy factory at the very beginning. I had the same question. I was very thrown off. (laughs) The inappropriate ghost is just, like, flashing Daphne's ass around the entire place. Oh, yeah, yeah. I I think her first comment was about her wedgie. It was. (laughs) There was a comment about it. So, I mean, this is like, what, 2002? So to be quite honest, the CGI was not terrible. No, it's not awful for the time. But but it was entertaining, at least. Yay! (laughs) Um, There was just, like, a lot of things, you know, there are a lot of things in this movie where I was like, this is very, it's so funny because, like, Matilda is just, like, based on a book, right? So there's not a lot that's like, oh, wow, this is really, really dated, there were so many pop culture references in this movie that, like, every item was, like, an avocado refrigerator. It stood out like a sore thumb. Like, you absolutely knew that it was old. <laughs> it's fair. Um, we, get, we, we hit a lot of the most important Scooby-Doo points in those first few minutes. Uh, Velma says, zoinks. They have a trap that fails. Um, Scooby and Shaggy aren't helpful. And we get a great mask reveal and them shouting, Old Man Smithers! <laughs> the perfect name. Always. There was a... Okay, so then, like, okay. I had, like, a... We all had, like, a major issue with this. So, Andrew, we watched with Andrea and Andrea's sister. And then we watched with my roommate. My roommate is of like mind. Obviously, Andrea's sister is of Andrea's <laughs> like mind. My, my roommate and I were just flabbergasted because they, they solved this puzzle, whatever it is, and the TV reporters barge into the warehouse like they were just waiting for it to happen. It was so weird and out of place. And the reporter was They're Pamela. They're local celebrities. The reporter was Pamela Anderson. <laughs> this was supposed to be a children's movie, which I think we'll address at some point in this discussion. There's a lot of inappropriate remarks. Oh my god! But but like Pamela Anderson, like it was just like she wasn't even like toned down and like looked like a reporter. No. She just looked like Pamela Anderson. So it was just, it was just interesting. So, so then we like get out of the, they solve this. This is the first like five minutes and they come out and they're all like at each other's throats. They get in a fight. So Velma quits first, then Daphne quits, then Fred quits and they all get in a fight and they quit, 
which I'm just like, this seems very out of character for the, the Scooby-Doo characters that I have come to know and love. This is real life. This isn't a cartoon. And at this point, I'm thinking the best thing is that they're split up and there's no fucking Scrappy-Doo. So I don't have to deal <laughs> with that bullshit right now. So anyhow, they, they all break up and they quit. And then they all leave in separate cars. <laughs> Never have I ever in the show seen that like everyone has a separate car. And of course Daphne's is purple. The purple is just overwhelming. I never caught or thought of that, but it's an excellent point. It was so, so weird. <laughs> so now they're all broken up and then they make a comment about that. Everyone's going to go do what they do best separately. And so then past the duchy starts playing. Yeah, so it's two years later. It's a weed song. That was two years? Yeah, it's a two years later. Oh, I totally, I missed it. I was writing notes. Two years notes. later, it's a I was song. writing notes about past the duchy playing in a children's movie. <laughs> yeah, so movie. she's like, why is this weed music playing? I was like, because we're starting with what Shaggy and Scooby have been doing. Yeah, what are Shaggy and Scooby best at? Sitting in their van by the beach, eating. apparently smoking weed. They're really not eating. subtle with the weed jokes at all. So there's a part in the van, so they're playing that music, and then there's a part where they're in the van... And he just go and Shaggy just goes, man, that's toasted. And then the camera slowly pans down to a, a grill. <laughs> we all know what you meant, Shaggy. We know. So Shag and Scooby are having a wonderful time sitting by the beach. They're and then hot they boxing get, in the van. They're hot boxing the van, and then they start getting something, someone banging on the door, and they're like panicking as if they're scared but i was like they're just panicking because they're high and they think it's yeah. the cops <laughs> but anyhow it ends up being some someone a person who hands them a courier yeah like a <laughs> personal courier who hands them an invite to spooky island and they offer them free flights and scooby and shaggy say nope not nope. into materialism nope we man. don't do any of this we don't do mysteries anymore so they're invited to spooky island to solve a mystery so they're invited they're, they're given free flights given free what if i was them i would have been like you invited the others too right <laughs> or at least somebody else <laughs> well the way they caught them was that it was all you can eat so of yes. course that's important to shaggy and scooby and I thought, that is a huge detraction for me. Anytime there's all you can eat, that just means there's going to be a lot of food that's not great. And will probably fuck up my stomach. Well, they eat a lot of food that's not great the whole time. They, they, one of the things they're eating in the van is a chocolate syrup eggplant burger. I was just like, that was it. That would be a huge detraction for me. I'd be like, what kind of tacky island yeah. is this? Now, when you think of Spooky Island theme park, you wouldn't actually expect that it's a actual island it's a whole island and you have to take a custom airplane spooky, to get there spooky air <laughs> um i was gonna say i would have told the mystery man owner that you want a private jet because they had to disguise they're scooby. not into materialism yeah they, they had to disguise scooby to get him on the plane because they don't take big dogs big on the dogs. plane yeah. which i agree that it is extremely prohibitive and and <laughs> Not stereotypical. What's the word I'm looking for? Discriminatory. Discriminatory. God damn. <laughs> Discriminatory against big dogs. You can't take them anywhere. So anyhow, they, they disguise Scooby. Dresses him up as grandma. As an old woman. And I'm just like. The most impressive part was how long he's able to walk on his hind legs. Especially as a Great Dane. I just. 
I mean, I feel like T- TSA sucks, but they're paying like slightly more attention than that. <laughs> Take off your shoes. Oh, you don't have any shoes on or human toes. Or yeah, right? <laughs> Where are your hands? He does a lot of things that require opposable he thumbs. Hold, he goes, he's holding a purse. I he think, does a room. lot of things that require opposable thumbs and he does not have opposable thumbs. Um, so then they were supposed to do a cheer. Oh, so they show up at the airport and then the rest Everyone's of the team is there. there. Oh my God. What a surprise. They invited the whole team. So they're all a little bit bitter and they're like, we're going to solve it still on a, our own we're individually. We're still in a fight. Yeah. Two yeah. years. What a grudge to hold for a cartoon character series. Oh, that felt realistic to me. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Shaggy and Scooby try to lighten the mood and do a little cheer with, like, a, yeah, with a hands in. Woo hoo hoo. Yeah. And then I thought, Andrea, you and I could do that at the end of the podcast. It'd <laughs> be terrible. I don't hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I do. <laughs> So they get on this plane. It's got its own plane, their own airline. And I was like, who would do this for a theme park? But then I realized that people do this for Disney. So I guess it's not that crazy. Yeah, well, I was like, Spooky Island looks dope. She was like, well, would you take a plane to get there? And then I was like, oh, I guess not. But then I thought about it. I'm like, you know what, though? If it's like an all-inclusive resort... Except with, like, a spooky theme, I definitely would. You definitely would. I definitely would. I mean, it's literally, I guess, like, Disneyland or Universal. Like, if it's just essentially, like, you're running around a haunted house with, like, unlimited drinks, like, that would be so (laughs) much fun! Okay, yes, as an adult, I could handle that. I mean, I would never spend my money on that, but I could see why it would be fun. (laughs) I'd be like, I'm going to spend $3,000 to go to, like, Europe, or I'm going to spend $3,000 to go to Spooky Island. Spooky Island! (laughs) Okay, so we get on the plane, and then love interest comes in for uh, Shaggy. I love Fisher. Oh, yeah, I love There's another subtle weed reference here. What was this? I I missed it. I was kidding. It wasn't subtle. Her name is Mary Jane. (laughs) There was nothing subtle about this movie. That is the joke. Fair, fair. Um, I love her, but she's allergic to dogs, so we should know that Shaggy and she are never going to work out. (laughs) <laughs> well, it's not, like, super allergic. She doesn't get a rash. She just very cutely once in a while goes, achoo! <laughs> I don't know. Then how allergic are you really? Does it even need to be brought up she then? cute little lady. It's like, I'm allergic this. to kiwi, but it's not going to kill me. I don't need to bring it up every time fruit comes out. Yeah, um, but then would you... But wouldn't you still date a guy who, like, was a kiwi Yeah, but, salesman? like, just because I was, like, dating him, I wouldn't be like, by the way, I'm allergic to kiwi. Like, it doesn't... It's not serious enough to... I guess, it, I guess not yet. It's not serious enough yet. <laughs> Anyways, um, so they have Scooby Snacks on the plane, and Andrea commented on the Scooby Snacks, because I was dying laughing, because I was like, I don't know, in my head I was like, so what did you say about Scooby Snacks and their name? Oh, I said that I always thought, growing up, like watching the cartoon and stuff, that the Scooby gang and their like mystery solving was so famous and they're like this dog loves to eat we're gonna name these dog treats after him and then it was when I was an adult that I was like oh he probably likes the treats and Shaggy likes them so that's why they named him Scooby see that is that is such a like roundabout I literally just thought they called them a Scooby snack because the dog's name is Scooby like I would call it like a no it says it on the box I mean yeah but like and then she but said... But that's like naming your dog Milkbone. Like... <laughs> Purina, come here. Right? Like, <laughs> puppy chow. 
I just assumed that it was like a stupid cartoon thing. I don't know. Okay. I guess I just assumed it was like a trooper snack. Like we can suspend belief. <laughs> I just thought it was interesting that you thought about it because I literally, I guess the only thing I thought was they just called him Scooby Snacks because his name was Scooby and it was just like, like do you want a snack? I, I don't just know. thought it was the coolest thing ever that he had a dog treat named after him when I, I was That little. was like the opposite of what I thought. It was just so funny. It was just like a funny tangent. Um, so then Scooby gets in trouble on the plane because he's trying to chase a cat. And all of us were like, okay, bringing a dog to a theme park, not a great idea, but in this circumstance, I guess. Special situation. Well, who's bringing a cat to Spooky Island? Why is it in a carrier? Or any kind of pet. Yeah. Yeah, like Scooby's specifically not in a carrier because he's too big and he's dressed as a grandma. So you can't put your grandma in a carrier under the chair, but it was a cat. (laughs) It was weird. So then we get to Spooky Island and we find out the mystery person. Who called in the gang? Mr. Bean! Mr. Bean. His name's Mr. Mondavarius, played by Mr. Bean. How do you remember that? So, now that they've arrived to the island, and they figure out that it's Mr. Bean who's called them there, he seems a little suspicious, but he's explaining what's going on on the island, and that all of the co-eds... When they arrive, they're happy and fun and they're excited to just booze it up. And by the time they leave, they're angry and horrifically strong. And to demonstrate this... He was like, look what's the difference between those arriving to Spooky Island and those leaving. Yes, yes. And the the ones leaving, like, there's this girl standing in the line and some guy comes up to her and is like, hey... How are you doing? And he look, she looks at him like she has no idea who I, he is. And he's like, you've known me since like third grade. Blah, blah, blah. And she picks him up and throws him. Super strength is part of it. And I have to say that he deserved it because his hair was so terrible. <laughs> so his hair is like equivalent to Hellraiser. So I feel like he absolutely deserved to be chucked across the, across the beach. Um, also, if this like zombie-like disease, you know, is what you would presume was taking over, you would think the CDC would be evolved at this point, or I don't know what disease. you know territorial waters Spooky Island is in. Maybe the World Health Organization, but it's just, possible you didn't want the press involved yet. But it didn't seem like they were just getting their business going because there were tons and tons of people there thriving. Well, I mean, and they had even made that ride that, you know, we get to later where they had to shut it down for poor maintenance or whatever. Also, I want to amend. I would also only want to go there if it was like around Halloween or fall. (laughs) I wouldn't want to go for spring break. You're like, I can't do this for Easter Sunday. Yeah, (laughs) not exactly. So then, like, the team, again, is still mad at each other, so they split up, and Daphne They're all just... going different directions. They're all going to solve the mystery themselves, except for Shaggy and Scooby who are going to go look for They're food. just going to go eat. <laughs> so Daphne has... Daphne just, like, stumbles upon this guy doing okay, a voodoo she does, ritual. She does one of my... Like, that's, like, one of my favorite interactions in the movie is that guy. So I actually tried to look up his name because I was like, I don't want to just say voodoo guy, but 
on the IMDb, it just says Voodoo Maestro. So if we just say Voodoo Guy, that's accurate enough. Um, yeah, so, like, Daphne stumbles upon him performing some voodoo ritual, and then she has this back and forth with him where she's like, you told me not to go up to the castle, he but I tell- think that means you want me to go to the castle. But now I think I shouldn't go to the castle because <laughs> you told me not to go to the castle because you wanted me to go to the castle. Yeah. And she's, like, going in circles because... It's amazing. Daphne's thing is that she always gets caught, and she's the damsel in distress. So she has this, like, PTSD trying yeah. to, like, figure out, like... Whether she should or shouldn't go to the castle. So it ends with her being like, I'll figure out what you're hiding up there. (laughs) Also, at one point he tells her, um, purple is a fall color. It's the middle of May. (laughs) He, like, gives her shit about her outfit. The purple was out of control because, like, (laughs) no matter what she wore, it was purple. And then even the car, I don't know, when they they broke up, her car was purple. Everything was purple. Um, Daphne is, like, my favorite part of this movie. She's so funny. Well, so then we get to Scooby-Doo and Shaggy looking for food. And so Scooby goes into this, follows a note. So Scooby can apparently... <laughs> no, he gets a phone oh, no, call. he gets a phone call. For Mr. Do. Mr. Do, not... Not... What's it called, Do? Melvin Do. There was a Melvin Do as well. And Melvin Do goes, I'm Melvin Do. And he goes, no, no, no. We don't want Melvin. We want Scooby. <laughs> Um, so Mr. Do, by the way, is this why you call my dog Mr. Do? It is. You call, okay, his name's Trooper. She says Trooper Do a lot. Trooper Do. So I always say Mr. Do like Melvin Do and (laughs) Scooby Do. And when we were watching it, she was like, wait, is this why you call him Mr. Do? I was like, yes, it is. Absolutely. (laughs) You finally know. Mr. Do, so formal. Anyway, so Scooby ends up taking this phone call and going into this scary forest to chase... It says, like, I got a bag of hamburgers. Unlimited hamburgers, which is funny because everywhere is unlimited food. He could have gotten them from anywhere. He could have ordered so, it from yeah, later. Called, I got um, hamburgers kind of come to the dark, spooky part of the forest. And my sister goes, seems legit. Yeah. <laughs> so he goes there and, of course, some scary monster awaits him. And then he comes, like, plowing out of the forest because he's terrified and then um, Isla Fisher is there, and she fucking sneezes straight on Scooby, which I guess, like, <laughs> pre-COVID was just rude, but then, like, at this point, it's, like, a, a death, you know, hazard, so. I always, like, take an extra second to, like, notice now when, like, there's a handshake in a TV show or something. I'm like, oh. Oh, why are you just, I'm, I'm just, like, crowds. So why are they sad. so close to yeah. yeah, so she sneezes right on him, super rude, and they come across Daphne going up to the castle and she's like come help me would you do it for a scooby snack and he's like no way don't go in castles because there's paintings with eyeballs that look at you and and suits of armor and there's a guy inside that follows you every time you turn around (laughs) they're basically just listing every every scooby-doo trope yeah all the time and and yeah it really like it might then it might sound like that there was a large plot gap there but there's several of these in the actual movie where we were just like in there scooby got chased and then somehow everyone ended up at the castle because they thought that was the number one place to go get clues yeah um so yeah, so, so they all apparently end the up castle there. used to be, and yeah, they do our traditional let's split up and search for clues. Yes, we're gonna split up, and then I was like, "How is this? It used to be a ride, and it was shut down for maintenance." And I was like, "How is this ever a ride?" Because at some point, it's I like guess, an obstacle course in a video game where you're running through and you're trying not to get killed. Yeah, and, and there's like and knives and, and chopping, yeah. and like there's just all sorts of wild stuff. And I was yeah, like, she was like, "How was this a ride?" So, yeah, like, the ride turns on, and then, of course, they're all trying to, like, 
fight for their lives, which yeah. again doesn't seem yeah, very enjoyable. They almost died, um, and then <laughs> I was dying laughing. So they they get through it, and you know now they're kind of like talking at the end and trying to figure out what was going on, and they're watching this video, thinking like, oh, this is like some brainwashing video. This is interesting. And Velma at this point compared Papa Smurf to a cult leader. And I was just like, where is this Papa Smurf vitriol coming from? She's like the from? Papa Smurf figure, yeah. Yeah, I was like, I don't understand what that means. And also, again, who is this movie directed towards? Because the sense of humor would have to be like 15-year-olds, which I don't think would have watched this movie, except for Andrea and her sister. And then... <laughs> And then I mean, at that we point, like, any, of, first any of the younger ones wouldn't even know the Smurfs because, like, they were just way too, like, I'm just very confused by all of it. Oh, I want to note, by the way, that Daphne is Linda Carta. No, Car- Velma is. Sorry. Car- yes. Um, yeah. Velma is Linda Cardellini. Yes. And, and I, Daphne is Sarah Michelle Geller. Yeah. So I guess one thing to be said for this movie is that it is pretty stacked with people. I'm Perfection. sure we'll talk about that. Perfect cast. <laughs> Perfect cast. Anyways, and I was like, this whole time, I was like, why are they even being chased? They were hired to be here. What was the situation? <laughs> That's a good point. And then, like, they stole this thing that's supposed to so be... So Daphne finds a pyramid with little inscriptions on it, which she calls a neat, scary clue. <laughs> hey, guys, I found a neat, scary clue. <laughs> so they have this thing, and they're being chased, and then, like, they're hiding in the ride, like, as characters of the ride. But I was because like... the bad guys are, like, walking by, so they, like... In a split second, all put on elaborate costumes so that they can hide. Yes, and that I was is like major Scooby Doo style. Yes, though. how did they get dressed so quickly? That's what Shaggy and Scooby always do. That was very true. It was just impressive. And then at this point, there was a soundtrack that I was just appalled by. It was worse than like the Harry Potter pop music. You know, like when Harry Potter had to put in pop music for like the ball, the Yule ball. <laughs> and so they had to, like, make up pop music. There's not much worse than made-up pop music. So, in my head, I'm thinking, oh, nice. This soundtrack is popping. And then out loud, Lorraine goes, what is this music? It's awful. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> so after all of this, Daphne's all, I'm going to go research. You know, they all kind of, like, go to break off and do but what they're going to do. But they're working together, though. They're just, yeah, they're, like, going to yeah, all do they're what gonna they're going to go gonna. work on their specialty. And they're like, I'm going to go research cults on the net. And I was yeah, like, this, this is such a significant <laughs> one of those things where it's just like, this movie has aged horrifically. And every word they say and everything they do is outdated. Despite the fact that they're still dressed in their 70s type tropes. I say like, it's aged horrifically. It's, it's dated. It's significantly dated. Um, but yeah, that definitely cracked me up. So, like, immediately after this, Daphne just starts spilling the beans to some random stranger, which I guess he was supposed to kind of be a love interest. Oh, Velma, you mean. You keep mixing them up. No. No. Velma is sitting there. Velma is sitting there looking in, like, just with her little magnifying glass, deciphering the inscription on the neat, scary clue. Okay. And then there's a guy. Okay, I can't even keep, I can't. (laughs) So, like, so on Sharknado or whatever we were doing, the Meg. the Meg before, like, when I didn't know names, these ones I should absolutely know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So please, no one be offended if I forget the name. Anyway. No one is more offended than me. I apologize. Anyways, Velma really spilled the beans to this, and I was like, well, is this going to play in anything later? 
hint, it doesn't. There's a lot of okay. gaping holes in this movie. Well, okay, but, so she does that, but the most important part is that this Her includes flashback. a flashback to the Her good old flashback days. flashback to where my bane of my existence, <laughs> I thought we were getting away with it. I believe what you said before we watched the movie was, if Scrappy's in this, so help me God. And I was like, I was like, I'll just let her be surprised. <laughs> Um, okay, but they're just going through the flashback, showing, like, how they're all having a great time, and then there is a line that my sister and I certainly never noticed growing up, and I think we only noticed it because we had subtitles on, where Scrappy tells Fred, you don't have the scrote for this job. Yeah. <laughs> so again, again, this is, who is this movie made for? Because, because... It's like they used it because they didn't want to say, like, you don't have the balls for it and be, like, too inappropriate. And then they were just hoping that, like... They, like, went with the they, worst word that figured, kids wouldn't know. They figured that kids wouldn't get it. And then adults would be like, the fuck? Like, so, no one says this. So, so wild. Scrappy-Doo ruins everything. <laughs> and then he just yells, he pee- puppy power, which I remember. Pee- and before, I was like, I hate this. And also, why is he a perpetual puppy? And also, <laughs> why can he speak fluent English and Scooby can't? So, I want neither of them to speak English. I told you at the beginning okay, of this, the dog should the, not talk. He's the reason. But the point is that they don't let. He pees on Daphne, and then he gets basically kicked out of the gang, out of the family. And then so I was like, see, now he's gone. And Lorraine was like, I don't think we've seen the last of him. <laughs> no, you don't just throw in some awful characters. And, like, not only that, but it's like, even in the cartoons, like, he was annoying. But this was, like, this was, like, egregious. Like, he was awful. <laughs> he was, it was, he second flashback you were I that know, mad no but what i'm saying is like they made his character like in the movie in the in the cartoon he's just annoying and i don't like him as a character but they put him in there to like switch it up i guess <laughs> he's still nice and reasonably helpful no i mean he normally gets into trouble and then they have to kind of save him because he's more feisty and scooby's scaredy cat <laughs> But I, I still just don't understand how the nephew child puppy dog can speak full English and Scooby-Doo's over here rut-rowing, which is much more endearing. So I, like, I have nothing against Scooby. I just want Scrappy to also shut up. You said that Scooby was your favorite part of this movie. Oh, he's absolutely my favorite part. Um, so then we're in this situation, right? And... <laughs> and what situation? Oh, the lobby? <laughs> So now, okay, so now they start getting chased by these monsters, right? And like in the hotel, these, like giant demons with long limbs. Yeah, very awkwardly limbed, and like she, they try to pull his head off, and then they're like, "Wait a minute!" Because this they think it's a mask. Isn't a mask this yeah. time? Surprise! Um, and then Velma, as always, can't find her glasses, and I have to say the that Linda Card Cardellini. Cardellini. Actually, looked up the pronunciation. Okay. I'd never known. She. Um, first of all, I love her. I've loved her since Freaks and Geeks. I always love her, but. Bitch cannot find her glasses, which is like a that's, normal that's Velma, Velma thing. That's not Linda. <laughs> I know. Well, she, don't, she just says it so perfectly. Like, it she is. sounds exactly yeah, like her. She does. And I wrote, bitch, get some glasses. Like, it's contacts, 2002. Contacts, yes. <laughs> why, like, why don't you have contacts by this point? If you're... It's basically... It reminds me of, like, uh, X-Files where Mulder and Scully... Like, Scully always loses her fucking gun, and then Mulder is always yelling, Scully! And, like, her gun is always just out of reach, and she's about to die. <laughs> My brother's recommendation was to duct tape the gun to her hand. <laughs> Mine is much simpler. Just get some contacts if you're constantly losing your glasses and about to die. Like, in the very beginning of the movie, she trips and falls off a very high platform and is only saved by a chain being wrapped around her leg. Yeah. Like, she could have died many times over right now. Just get some contacts. And she's smart, so she should have figured this out. 
<laughs> um, and then all these monsters are running around, and Shaggy's kind of like, eh, you know, like I don't know. Like, I not love entirely. Like, he's like, like this is the opposite of what I wanted to do today. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I said, I was at this point, like, I'm realizing he's such a stoner, like, Shaggy, most of the time, like, must be spending a lot of, like, mind power determining what is real and what's not. <laughs> like, that's probably what he's doing most of the time. Like when, He's probably wondering if he's the only one who can hear yeah, Scrappy like, talking. Am I seeing this? <laughs> who can hear Scrappy and, and talking and Scooby <laughs> sort of talking. He's, he's wondering if he's the only Everyone's one. Everyone's just been humoring this whole yeah. time as he, like, has a full conversation with the dogs. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, these monsters are batshit crazy. And then, like, at first there's one, and then there's two, and then there's, like, a bunch. And they're literally, like, it's the apocalypse. They're dragging so bodies they, across. they, like, basically <laughs> breathe on people to knock them out. And then they are, yeah, they're, like, dragging bodies away. Like, just, like, holding an arm, dragging yes. the body. Like, yeah. across the island. <laughs> yeah, across the It's, like, a little disturbing. Again, who was this movie for? Um, they do note, by the way, they mention like a lot of times co-eds and college students. And I was like, why is Spooky Island like a college student thing? <laughs> like, I know. They can afford, because college students have the most money to afford to go oh, to a special airline. <laughs> it's like rich college students only go yeah. on spring break or something. It's a very weird, like, demographic. Um, and they just keep saying that the college students are the ones being possessed. And it's like. Aren't there other people on this island? I actually didn't see any children. I don't think children are allowed. It's, it's like an adults-only resort. Too spooky. No children. Too, no. too spooky. No children. Pets okay. <laughs> so funny. Um. So at this point, I have that they call the Coast Guard. <laughs> um. And, they call the Coast Guard to help because their friends were kidnapped. Yeah. Yeah. So then they have this funny scene where they cut to the Coast Guard. But then the Coast Guard just like, their friends have been kidnapped. <laughs> like, we're not going to do anything. Yeah. And then you think, like, something's going to happen. Like, you never hear from that. No, like, I never know. hear from the Coast Guard again. <laughs> nope. Nothing happens. It's just You don't nothing. know. I think we can just, I guess they were maybe also, like, possessed by demons. Okay, so it's like, this is like the next morning. Because, like, all this happens, like, overnight, right? Where they call the Coast Guard. And then the Coast Guard says they'll meet them, like, on the pier. And you never hear from the Coast Guard. They kind of wake up in the morning and they're like, They wake up on the beach. They're like, what the hell? Like, the hotel had all these broken windows. They're fixed now. Yeah, they wake up and everything seems normal. People are partying again. Um, They walk through, like, this this cabana party area. And Sugar Ray is playing. (laughs) And I was like, of course, immediately, oh my god, Sugar Ray. And Andrea and her sister were like, who? <laughs> and me and my roommate were like, what? Okay. <laughs> I knew that that was Mark McGrath, and I know that Mark McGrath is famous. I just never knew why. <laughs> <laughs> He's only famous for VH1 and MTV interviews. Uh, Mark McGrath is also one of the main characters in Sharknado 2. <laughs> oh my god. We'll, we'll meet again, Mark McGrath, I'm sure. <laughs> we'll see you again. Um, So, yeah. So, Sugar Ray was in this, and I was like, this is just another one. Like, this is, like, the whole movie is just, like, white-framed plastic sunglasses. <laughs> That's, like, just so, so in-your-face outdated. I love it. So, then we see Fred, and Fred is evil now. He's possessed by a demon. He's like, yo, what up, dog? Yeah, so, like, part of the weird um, brainwashing movie that we mentioned very briefly earlier was, was like, 
interacting with each other, but in like the douchiest like form how to, possible. How to interact. How to in- yeah. yeah. It was basically like it must have been like teaching the demons how to be human, but like it was really yeah. awful. It was like the worst frat bro yeah. would have ever spoken. Um, so that's Fred, and then Daphne is captured. Um, he, or Velma. Who am I talking yes. about now? Who knows? <laughs> well, yeah, both both Fred and um and Velma had gotten captured the night before, so they run into Fred, and then there's like Fred and. Sugar Ray and all the other people are chasing our evil. So that is after, angry Sugar Ray after all of them. But they and they get they get Daphne, I think, okay. and and um, and Mary Jane is with them, and she is also possessed, but she's Isla acting Fisher. normal. So she's acting totally normal. They hop on these quads. So Shaggy, Scooby, and Isla Fisher are on quads, right? Yeah. Right? Scooby's driving a quad, right? Yeah. Yes, he's driving. Um, <laughs> I'm like, it would make sense for Scooby to be with Shaggy, but I don't think that's how it's that's working. That's not hot. Um, so they're on quads, which go from four strokes to two strokes when they hit the gas. So that definitely was like a huge funny thing for me, but no one else noticed. <laughs> they were like, oh, if you hit the gas, it needs to be noisy. Let's make it sound like a two stroke just for that part. Made me laugh. Um, to all you just watch it slash motorheads out there. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So anyhow... Then, um, Isla Fisher gets smacked in the face and Scooby sees like, oh my gosh, Isla Fisher is not herself. Her, She's yeah, a man her in face. a mask. Yeah. And he, Scooby tells Shaggy and Shaggy, of course, does not listen to his dog who has been with him his entire life, his best friend. He ignores him. And so Shaggy and Scooby are fighting and Scooby gets sucked into this seemingly bottomless hole because we don't know where the bottom is. And then Shaggy... The trap door basically Yeah, like trap door opens, opens and, and then in. Shaggy tells Isla Fisher, like, I gotta go, Scoop's my best friend, I gotta, I gotta go help him. He's like, my best pal. Yeah. And so then Shaggy dives in that head first. I was like, you have no <laughs> idea what's in that, like, go feet first at least, like, <laughs> safety measures, your so neck, good. what is gonna happen? <laughs> Even as a child, that gave me anxiety. <laughs> feet first, ease yourself in, maybe. I was just, yeah, he dove, it was weird. So, yeah, he ends up in this cave. He finds a big vat with floating... Floating illuminated pro- They're called protoplasms, which we find out, or we learn that the basically the demons are taking people's protoplasms... Which I and guess putting them, like your soul, putting they them didn't in want the to bowl. be too religious. Yeah, and then, and then they're, like, inhabiting the bodies. Okay, so, so yeah, he sees this vat of floating, basically, the imagery is human heads, and it looks very much like they stole the idea from Hades and Hercules, Hercules like, yeah. the river of souls. That's very accurate. Um, but the funniest part is that Shaggy's, like, pulling these people out, and he's, like, talking to them, and he's like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm looking for my friends, and then puts them <laughs> back in the bowl. Like, he doesn't know what it is. It's like, just, at least just... I don't know. Throw out a whole bunch. Yeah, I don't let's see what happens. Out, or maybe don't try it on your friend first. Yeah. Try it on a stranger. <laughs> Anyways, so he rescues Velma. What happens is he releases her and she goes to find her body. And when she hits her body, it kicks the monster out of her body, the demon out yeah. of her body. And then the demons can't handle light. So that's why they've been kind so, of ravaging the... That's why they need, like, human suits, basically, is because when they're in sunlight, they, like, burn up and explode. <laughs> you say, like, a thousand SPF or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, 
so then um new velma is for some reason way hotter like um <laughs> like her low, wig her stupid wig is gone and she's then in she's a low in, like, cut top like, and her hair is curled orange so was she wearing that low cut orange top underneath that orange sweater yeah, like she's a good top oh my god okay <laughs> and then her hair is like normal it's not some giant wig and then i made a note that so fred and daphne get released but they end up in the opposite bodies and i just wrote Fred's always wanted to be in Daphne. So, and then of course, Fred's like, hey, I can, I can look, look at, at myself, myself naked. naked. And then he like takes a quick peek, pulls the shirt out, takes a quick peek down, and then scurries away. Horrifically inappropriate. <laughs> um, um, so then they're all together and we get a, then they all end up in different bodies. And it's pretty great. Yes, so then they do some research on this. Um, but then it ends up they get back in their bodies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah <they're> not... <laughs> just leave it like that. Just leave it like that. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, so they end up in their. So that was a funny part. Like, so some of them are in their right bodies, and they're like, oh, they're just going to keep swapping until we end up in. A... So they just keep swapping bodies until they end up in the right body. I'm like, there's such an endless combination of things yeah. that this could have done. Like, if you're in the right body, just get away from the vicinity. Yeah. Does that help? I don't understand. Okay, so they all end up back in their bodies. They go running out of the forest. And that that voodoo guy is outside his little hut. And he's, like, you know, getting ready. He knows, it's like, shit's about to go down. And they're all about to go up to him and, and Daphne because she's met him before. This is my favorite part of the movie. This is Andrea. Andrea and her sister are, like, crying laughing over this part. <laughs> Me and my roommate are sitting there, like... <laughs> So, so they're all about to walk up, and then Daphne's like, wait, I know how to handle this guy, because she's met him before. And then she just goes, hey, you. <laughs> hey, you. What are you doing? <laughs> I thought and, she was like, I know how to handle him, because she's, like, the hot one. So she's No, like, she me just met, this. like, I met him before, I know what to say to him. And then Velma's like, yes, that is masterful. <laughs> Whatever way you interpreted how she was going to handle it, she just didn't handle it. <laughs> I know. Hey, you, what are you doing? so funny so i think he kind of explains what's it like they all kind of understand what's going on at this point so they mm. figure out that the there's a ritual that's going to happen they need a pure pure soul yes so the ritual the ritual like still yeah missing. stealing all of these these souls trying to figure out how to become this all-powerful being but he needs at least one pure soul. oh he knew that scooby was the pure one the whole time I think. oh okay well either way well, it took him two years, no? I don't know. I don't I think guess he's building just been looking. Robot. We'll get to that. So, <laughs> so the pure soul is Scooby Doo, which makes sense, but now it's scary because Scooby Doo is an idiot and he's very gullible and easily influenced with food. So now they got to go save Scooby Doo. So they end up back in the cave with a plan to tip over the pot of souls so all the souls can get out and then basically open a vent that will let sunlight in and shine sunlight and kill all the demons that pop out yeah so this ritual is like starting and like that that's the plan is that the ritual is going to start and they're all all of these demon human beings will be in this one area so the ritual starts, and they're doing a dance that is so, like, beyond weird. Some mishaps happen. It doesn't get set up correctly. Of course not. Yes, so like everyone's the, the plan is not going to go to according to plan. That's, like, a, beside the point. This weird aerobic dance is what I can't get over. <laughs> so, like, again, things have gone haywire. They're all in, like, cult 
like uniforms like yeah it literally is very um wild wild country that's what i was thinking it is (laughs) (laughs) so anyways this weird dance and then like the dance stops and so anyone with a a cell of a brain like any brain cells would have just stopped dancing Fred just keeps going. And then he keeps talking. And he keeps like so then it was like very obvious that Fred and Velma aren't actually like frozen zombies. They don't do like anyway because when they be. stopped they were pointing at them. Like I don't know. Either way, they sucked. Um so then Scooby Doo is the is the I, I was gonna say human sacrifice, but I guess he's a dog. Yeah, he's, he's the, the sacrifice. sacrifice. And... The racra rice, as he says. <laughs> Yeah, they tell Scooby that he's going to be a sacrifice, and instead of him being like, oh no, he's like, okay, yeah, you're giving me grapes, cool. Which is bad for dogs, grapes are bad for dogs. Grapes are bad for dogs. Yeah, I think they'll yeah. Um, So they suck Scooby-Doo's soul out, mm-hmm. which is disturbing, just all together. And, and then, then his lifeless corpse slumps over in the chair. That they will see. <laughs> so so <loud>. devastating. <laughs> um, so then, <laughs> so then this since this completes the spell, they start pumping this into Mr. Bean. Now I just want to note that Mr. Bean. Oh, he this, has the pyramid that the neat scary clue pyramid, which is called the Damon Ritus, like in his chest, like plugged into his like, like he's not like like Tony Stark. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, like, that's happening. And Mr. Bean, by the way, this whole time, he's not, like, the kindly Mr. Bean, the annoying one that you remember from, you know, Mr. Bean. But... He's kind of shady. He's still annoying, but he's got, like, COVID status hair. Like, he's got kind of a little fro going on. So, I just wanted to know. He really looked like he's been sheltering in place at that point. (laughs) Um, So, then we find out. Do you want to give the plot twist, Andrea? So... They sort of knock him down, and then they're, like, they notice, like, that it's, like, Mr. Bean is, like, wearing a mask, and Fred, and Fred is, like, look yeah, at that, they, Velma, a man in a mask. Yes, so and they, they pull cut off, off the mask. They cut off the, the stream, so he didn't get all of the souls, but he got, like, enough. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Um, so they pull off the mask, and it's a robot. And you're, like, What? And then... Little Men in Blackish. Yes, that's what I was going to say. I was just going to literally going to say that. I was like, and then inside, who is controlling the robot? Men in Black style. None other than Scrappy-Doo himself. The asshole. (laughs) Um, Also, like, how did he build this robot with no fingers? I just have so many... Anyway, let's, like, not get into that. But I hate him so much. Suspend belief. So now Scrappy-Doo has gotten this. But, like, Scrappy-Doo's not just, like, suddenly all-powerful. He grows kind of like the, um... He's in his, like, dog body, and he grows, like, first his arm gets big, then his head, like, parts... But it's like, it's like he's, like, ripped, like, when when Jafar turns into the really powerful genie. Except he has a beer belly. Yes, but let's... He's a puppy. Um, so it's like Scrappy-Doo on HGH. Or I guess PGH. Puppy growth hormone. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. <laughs> so then we get we get to a point where like so everyone's fighting and kind of trying to do their own thing. Daphne of course is the damsel in distress again. However, what we didn't we just just find out now is that what she spent her 2 years doing. No, we knew that the whole time. 
Okay. But maybe she, you but knew that the whole time because you've seen this 15 times. No, she says in the beginning, Fred says, I was doing a book tour. Velma says, I work at Ness. And she says, I've been, I'm a black belt in karate and no more getting caught. Oh, okay. Didn't, <laughs> didn't catch that. I think I only heard you and your sister say it. <laughs> Um, so Daphne and this guy, like, goes from, like, to, like, Stone Cold Steve Austin from the road. He's, like, a like, Mexican wrestler. They yeah, were, like, like previously seen on Telemundo. A luchador with the yeah. mask on. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so she takes him down. So that was impressive. Bravo. Mm-hmm. No more wedgies from ghosts. <laughs> um, and then they succeed in getting, they basically pop Scrappy-Doo. They pull the Damon Ritus pyramid out of out his, of his chest. chest. And then he, like, deflates. Okay. okay, wait, I have to talk about... This was the, the the place where Lorraine got a real, genuine laugh out of the movie. So he's all big and muscly, and he goes, Where's Scooby-Doo? And then Scooby grabs the previously mentioned guy named Melvin Doo and goes, Don't you mean Melvin Doo? <laughs> <laughs> That was that was the actual. Best she, they were like, the she's like, okay, that was a good one. <laughs> so they deflate the puppy. Shaggy tells him he's one bad puppy. Yeah. Okay, so Scrappy has been deflated. People's people, I assume, are bouncing around for infinity, trying to find the right body. Yeah, because... yeah. When um. When Daphne defeated that the that guy, he fell on the vat of human souls, and he knocked it out. And so they're all loose. So they're all bouncing around, trying to find their bodies. And then the and then their big disco ball comes down to shine light on the demons, and they all burn up. And then they hear some banging from underneath, and it's it's again Harry Potter and Mad Eye Moody esque. It is. He's been hidden underneath this thing for two years. Why do you keep him alive? By the, the true, way, like the real Mr. Mondavarius. Oh my gosh! So he has crazy long hair and beard because he's been trapped in there for months, years. We don't know. We don't know. But always like an interesting decision when they they keep them alive for some reason. Like at least in Harry Potter, they kept Moody alive because he needs the hair for Polyjuice Potion. Right, but like, I think maybe Scrappy was not yet ready to kill. Not yet. He was re- ultimately to ready murder. to destroy all of humanity, but not quite ready to kill this to one murder man, one sure. individual person. Yeah. Okay, he didn't like the blood. Um, and then the guy with the spiky hair, looking like Hellraiser, he's still alive at the end of this, and his hair is still on point. <laughs> no pun intended. Oof. Um, <laughs> I didn't even write that joke down. I came up with that on the fly. I don't believe you. It's not written down. Okay, so in your depression notebook. Got it. Yes. <laughs> nice, sad little <laughs> Um, And then Scrappy finally got his rightful end, where they put him in a crate, and they put him back on the plane. They, yeah, they called the dog police. Yeah, the, the dog catcher. Yeah. The dog catcher of Spooky Island. Yeah. There's only, like, three dogs on the whole island, <laughs> and one well, cat. Well, they came on a helicopter, so I assume they weren't on the island. <laughs> Or maybe that was just a prison transport helicopter. Okay, so do you have any final words on this movie, Andrea? Have I missed any major plot um, points? I'll just say that then at the end they're talking about the case and where Fred usually liked to hog the glory. He lets Velma talk and gives her her credit. Basically, they fix the mistakes they made that caused them to break up as a gang. And they're all friends again and they all vow to solve mysteries together and be the Scooby gang. Forever. Forever. Um... 
I feel like that could have been handled, like, with one just, like, sit-down talk. Like, they didn't have to go through all the drama. But I guess they all went off for two years and grew in their own ways. So that's good. Yeah. Um, I don't think we would have been as successful if Daphne had not brought back her karate skills. Yes, obviously. They would not have succeeded at all, <laughs> to be honest. So yeah, no. go Daphne. She's kind of a hero. Um, okay. Who is your... When you're watching like the when you're watching like the regular cartoon, who's your favorite member of the Scooby Gang? Probably Velma. Really? Yeah, because like, well, and I love Scooby, but Scooby and Shaggy would always stress me out because they're always just getting caught in shit. Yeah. And then they would always make them do like the most serious things, where I was like, "Why are you always sending the two idiots in yeah. to, <laughs> like, to do this one crucial part?" <laughs> and then Velma was just always like realistic um i don't know i don't know i think I would that's say probably fred I think, and old show but then in the more yeah fred is at least in, in and, and fred in the show is like logical and reasonable in the movie he acts in the more like an recent idiot. like cartoon movies like like zombie island which is goes daphne's my favorite she's always really funny and she's so funny in this movie <laughs> No, she's she's good too. Um, yeah, no, but I think the real takeaway is that you can't have the show without all of them. Right. It doesn't work. It just doesn't work. No. It's like the Golden Girls, you know? <laughs> just gotta have all of them. Okay, so I think it's time. It's time. So how do we feel about this movie, Lorraine? What are my options again? Will you never get this time back? Were you entertained, but once was enough? Or are you going to tell other people to just watch it? Although you won't be able to decide what group of people, what demographic you're talking I have no idea who should be watching this movie. I still don't understand. (laughs) Some of the jokes were so high level, like, so, like, you had to be 30. But even then, like, they were so, like, on the nose that you were like, that wasn't really that, like, anyway. There was no subtlety. But it was also like, I just, the, the level of humor was just no one's. It was no man's land, which I think, I think that you can explain through your research. I'll say that I'll never get this time back. What? Okay. But I did enjoy it, to be honest. Okay. Like, so I guess I'm somewhere so between that and like once in a, like, there's not too many movies that I'll watch and be like, I hated that more than anything. Okay. Like, <laughs> I didn't hate it more than anything. It had a lot of good actors in it. They did their parts well. Like I said, it was bad acting, but it was really just them acting as cart Humans acting as cartoons is never that endearing. But they did a yeah, good job. Yeah. They're all great actors. Yeah. Um, really pretty good star cast, especially for 2002. Like, that was the heavy hitters. Like, Linda... Oh, um, Linda Buffy was still on the air. Like- yeah, like, Linda was probably, like the least known one at that point. Yeah. And, and I don't know when Freaks and Geeks came out, but that was know. awesome. And but Buffy was still on the air. Everywhere. She was having to go back and forth uh, between filming yeah, the movie Yeah, so there was, there was a lot of, like, high-level people in here, and obviously, like, the Sugar Ray <laughs> and Mr. Bean. Like, everyone that showed up, I was like, well, Pamela was, Anderson. All these heavy hitters. Yeah, it's like, why did Pamela Anderson... And it, was, it must be, like, a true, like, WB thing where they just, like, would put so many... Famous people in a movie. It was like it was like Space Jam. You know, it was like. Well, so I read that um, that the original version of the movie had an R rating and it was what? very raunchy. What? Well, so and it had so much, and and they had to CGI over a bunch of cleavage for this version. So 
maybe the Pamela Anderson is one that they missed, and maybe when Velma... I don't think they missed it. I think yeah. they did it on purpose, but it was like, it was kind of like one of those things like Who Framed Roger Rabbit, where it's like, some parts are very violent, some parts are very sexy, some parts, you're like, well, who is this made for? Yeah, yeah. Um, but that makes sense, and that's very funny. Like, how would they have gotten away with a rated R Scooby-Doo? Yeah, well, the problem was they wouldn't have made any money because the kids have to go see it for them to make money. No, no one would have gone to see that. Like, I don't understand. I mean, I would give just about anything to see that original version. What are you talking about? (laughs) I would pay the $30 uh, Disney Plus whatever. Absolutely. That's so funny. I mean, like, here's the thing. That's going to segue well into the movie that I'm going to make you watch next because... The movie that I'm going to make you watch next has an R rating, and it was one of the first major comedies to have an R rating in a very long time. Okay. And it paved the way for many of our other modern classics. Okay. I think you know what's coming. The other segue is Isla Fisher. (laughs) (laughs) Andrea's going to watch, you know it. Is it Wedding Crashers? Wedding Crashers! (laughs) We're going to go with a heavy hitter. Okay. (laughs) Okay, so the reason this is so funny, and Andrea will give you the scoop at the beginning of the next episode, but I've probably made Andrea watch it. So so this this is different. Generally, generally our premise is that it's watching something that you haven't seen. But Andrea's watched this with me probably four times. And literally the next day I will make a joke and she won't register it. And I'll be like, I knew you were on your phone the whole time. And the whole time we're watching the movie, she's just over on her phone. Like, what are you doing? She's on Tumblr or whatever the fuck she's doing. Uh, Did you, um, Tumblr? (laughs) I don't know. What do you flip through to find Instagram? You're not on Instagram. um, Did you decide that you wanted to do this one next because of Isla Fisher in this movie? Kind of. (laughs) Okay. Fair enough. A little bit of leapfrog. Looking forward to it. I'll um I'll tape my eyes open like in Clockwork Orange. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's okay. You don't have to do that. I actually already went to the LASIK um place and asked them for those little metal things that just keep them open. Seems reasonable. Yeah. Um, the punishment fits the crime. (laughs) I was. That's really funny that you said that because I was going to say that the punishment does not fit the crime for this movie in repayment for Matilda. Matilda was a popular movie. This was a great movie. I genuinely love it. I'm not, I really thought you would. Would... Oh, oh, I feel bad. I feel like there's a little bit of um when like, I want to punish you with, when I want to punish you with a movie, you'll know. <laughs> like I said, this wasn't bad. Uh, well, it was bad on a lot of levels, but it was like entertaining. Honestly, at least. throughout the whole thing, there were probably like three or four times where I just went, "Oh my god, I forgot how good this is." <laughs> and there were and there were times that Andrea and her sister had to turn and look at me and my roommate and go like, like just see the look of disgust on her face, <laughs> like, mouths agape. What is happening? <laughs> Oh, Anyways, so Andrew's watched Wedding Crashers like four times, and then literally the next day, I'm I'll say, "You're gonna love it. You're gonna love it." I, and she just looks at me like I don't even know what you're talking about. I'm like, "That's a very basic quote." I did bring this up with one of my coworkers, and he did confirm that Wedding Crashers comes up in his household at least once a week. <laughs> so I'm like, "It's not just me." Okay. Well, so I think you're gonna love it. 
Looking forward to it. <laughs> so, um, why don't we put our hands in and uh, woohoo-hoo! Woohoo-hoo! <laughs> Andrea's gonna uh, just watch it with Wedding Crashers next yep. week. <laughs>